What's up, Simple Leaders? Welcome back to SEWCT. Thanks for joining me. I hope you guys are doing well. I wanted to do a little Simple Eats recap. My next newsletter and blog is going to be coming out next month. Uh, the business is going through a transformation as, uh, as far as rebranding. I had a meeting earlier today about that. So um, I was playing with the name, did a whole poll about SEWCT and Simple Eats with Chef T, which do people prefer? And a lot of people say Simple Eats with Chef T. I think it's just when people try to pronounce S-E-W-C-T, uh, they just like, what the heck is that? So there is a name that I did trademark last year, uh, still going through some the process with that, which is should be finalizing soon. A part of this whole rebranding is simply for the fact that Simple Eats obviously is not a unique name. So therefore, and Home Depot had the same sort of issue when they when they had uh, created their name and but they have tons of lawyers and the fundings to fight. So until I get to that scale, which is the goal, um, realistically, right now fighting like I was fighting before and spending so much money on lawyer fees, it's just it will be better for me to use a unique name to represent what my business is about. I will definitely be keeping you guys posted with that. I'm excited with the change. Change is great. You learn from your mistakes. You learn from all these different trials and issues you deal with building a brand, which is really cool. I'm excited. It's stressful, but I'm super stoked. You can either Take everything that you've gone through, learn from it, and, and use that energy to create something special, or you can marinate in it and just, you know, cry and complain. I'm not crying, complaining. I'm moving on. We're going to make this happen. So let's do it. Uh, I came across this crazy, uh, not crazy, but really cool article. If you guys, it's really long. I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but it talks about uh, a brief global history of the war on weed. And it gets into just... The whole thing, I, I'll read a little bit, the first few, uh, maybe paragraphs of two, but again, you can find it. I, I'll have the link right in my description. So before the war on drugs put marijuana farmers firmly into the crosshairs, cannabis was being grown openly and with commercial success on every continent on earth, much as it had been for centuries. This ancient and extensive history of cannabis farming has given rise to the idea that prohibitions put a place in the mid-20th century where first of their kind, a whirlwind of racial, political, and economic forces that successfully used marijuana prohibition as a pretext for suppression. By contrasting prohibition for our ancient history of cannabis farming, some historians make our modern day drug laws appear irregular and short-sighted. So it gets into, you know, the history with the Indians, China, the British, Dutch. So for thousands upon thousands of years all over the world, whole families came together to harvest the hemp fields at the height of the flowering season, never dreaming that one day the U.S. government would be spearheading an international movement to wipe the cannabis plant off the face of the earth. Check this article out. 
they get into United States war on drugs. Um, the reality is that marijuana has been controversial for almost as long as humans have been farming. Many societies throughout history have banned cannabis cultivation and use. What many of these crackdowns and prohibition have in common is social and economic equality or a distrust of the unknown. When members of a minority or lower class embrace marijuana use, the ruling class moves to outlaw marijuana as a form of suppression and control. Marijuana is perceived to be a threat to the order of society and stamping it out naturally begins with a prohibition of on cultivation. It's a really great article. I think you guys will love it. You'll find this on thedailybeast.com. I found this article on CB1 Capital. I thought it was great to share. And let's let's move on. Uh, let's see what else they have going on in CB1 Capital. There was a few other stuff that I pulled up that I thought was actually pretty cool. So that was an article they had tweeted out about eight hours ago. Then they also they tweeted out a Utah legislator could tweak marijuana laws before program begins. You'll find it on slstribe.com. Uh, patients urge passage of medical marijuana legalization in South Carolina. That was found on wyff4.com. CB1 Capital, guys, I tell you all the time, if you're not following them, follow them. They have a lot of great information out there in regards to CBD, cannabis, hemp, a lot of great articles that you guys will love. New cannabis bill to be introduced during 2020 West Virginia legislative session. Can the cannabis infused drink company moves 150,000 units and raises 5 million? That's a cannabis-infused drink company. And you can find that on TechCrunch. That's not too long ago. That was posted. Connecticut lawmakers will make new push for marijuana legalization this year. So a lot, a lot is happening this year, Simple Leaders, when it comes to cannabis. So I think New York is in that same boat from what we heard with Governor Cuomo. Medical marijuana is now free on charge in Silly. Uh, this was found on the local.it. Canadian moms band together to fight cannabis stigma. That's found on leafy.com. Uh, this article does a great job illustrating the difference between markets, but important to note that all markets work towards normalization over time. So Canada is a great example of poor market working towards normalization. And this was found on Forbes.com, a tale of two markets, how Illinois succeed in rollout of adult use cannabis and why Massachusetts floundered. So the rollout of marijuana legalization in Illinois has been well covered by the press for the first few weeks of 2020, primarily due to the long lines and sky high sales numbers the state has seen. While the early days of legalization in Illinois has had its challenges, particularly product shortage and high tax rates, 
the nearly 20 million of adult use cannabis sold by Illinois dispensaries in the first 12 days of the program should be viewed as a success. This early triumph of legalization in Illinois stands in stark contrast to another state that has been implementing a legal cannabis market for over three years with a very similar set of policies, goals, and objective. So we're, they're basically talking about Massachusetts. This is uh, this is for, found on force.com. I'll have this link. You guys can read the rest. This is a pretty long article. I'm not going to read all of it. But yeah, the point is, it seems like this is the year 2020, this decade, this new decade, that we're going to start to see some really good movement in the whole cannabis sector. I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited. It's Saturday. I'm excited. It's the freaking weekend. I'm going to relax out. R relax. I'm going to relax. Relax out. And I don't know why I said that. I'm going to relax. Enjoy my time. Hope you guys do the same. Always remember, stay healthy. And I will catch you on the next one. Peace out. Oh, thank you.